0: Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about public policy and international relations graduate programs in the United States. For today's episode, I want to talk about tales of dating within my policy school. This has actually been an episode that's been much requested. Um, and at first, I was hesitant to really make it because, you know, I have had a few conversations about dating in policy school but not a lot. So I cannot honestly uh, speak to it uh, broadly in terms of general themes across policy schools in the United States. That being said, my policy program that I attended uh, had lots of fascinating um, dating anecdotes and observations that I encountered. And I think it'd be interesting if I just saw, tell about that. Tell my perspective of my policy school's dating situation. Um, some of it might be representative with other schools. Some of it, or a lot of it, might not be. But I think uh, it's important to uh, for people here just what could, might could manifest to be. And I think at the end of the day, it's about you know just being aware that this is a slice of reality at one policy school at pre-COVID. Um, And the situation might be different in different schools, but just kind of like a a, a situation to be be on the watch for. So I want to say that uh, uniquely, um, I feel I can talk about this because I actually have some rather unusual experience uh, analyzing uh, dating markets and dating um, scenarios between uh, interested parties. Uh, part of it is that I, I was actually in, observed the development of a dating app, uh, once upon a time in my professional life. The other is that I have done quite a bit of side activities, side hustles, whatever you want to call it, um, analyzing different niche dating markets. It's just something random I've done on the side. Um, and so, I, i seen a lot of interesting situations. I will say that, uh, policy school was by far, just unexpectedly, the most unusual and that, like, interesting dating environment I have ever seen. Um, and so I think it's interesting for me to talk, talk about, uh, talk about it. Um, before I do so, I want to emphasize a few things. Number one, I kind of said it, but I want to say again. I don't know how representative of what I saw in my policies uh, program is relevant to other programs or schools, but it's just an anecdote of what I observed. Second, I'm going to focus on male to female relationships um, because the reality is that uh, every person interested in same-sex relationships actually chose to date outside the policy school. Uh, what was interesting is that there was bisexual or pansexual people um, who selectively chose uh, cross, uh, cross-gender relationships inside the policy school, but chose same-sex relationships outside the policy school. Don't, don't know why that is, but it's just something I saw. Um, all right. And then... I wanna highlight, I am not passing judgment on what I saw. I believe people should date whoever they want to date and manage relationships however they want to. Um, but I will think it's important to talk about uh, the dating scenario in policy school because a lot of people I encountered um, have this uh, belief that their secondary intention of going to policy grad school is to experience either a possibility of Uh, seeking a serious relationship or to relive like a freewheeling romance that they were able to experience undergrad. Now I heard this from the male side and the female side. So given how that is a secondary interest I think it you know I should probably shed some light on what I saw in uh, dating in policy school or my policy school. So before I totally get at it um, I want to note that a key factor. Uh, which is true of almost every policy school I've been in, uh, but is that policy schools are heavily female, um, roughly 60 to 70%. My policy school was more on the 70% side. And going to the future, for lots of different uh, social phenomenon reasons, policy schools, my bet is that are only going to get more, more female-leaning. Uh, in the next five or 10 years or so. So the ratios are going to be more predominantly female. So on paper, a man might be thinking, looking at this and thinking like, hey, uh, you know, if I'm interested in girls, then the dating market really favors me, favors all the men due to um, just the odds look good. What I wanna highlight is that, the, the dating market is actually not in favor of men because uh, the prevailing preferences of single American women, and I'm going to start with single American women. I'll talk about international things later. Uh, the, but the prevailing preferences among the single American women were uh, were actually in many ways self defeating. A little bit bizarre how they went about it. So just to give like uh, a little bit of ideas that among the American women that they. They had their general trends of what I saw, of what they espoused that they were looking for. The catch point too is that uh, what they were looking for um, actually was, <laughs> in other ways, seen as unapproachable, in other social respects. So here's an example. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about the interest. For men with high income potential, um, it was interesting. We actually had a, a one of the star professors, who at dinners uh, and stuff like that, would always say, "Hey, you now I had the benefit of marrying a high income man, so I could pursue my policy passions and my political career." Uh, it kind of like sent the message, like, "Hey, ladies, uh, you know, policy careers aren't exactly the highest paying career career." Uh, so it helps to have a high-income man to help you out. And many girls did talk about the interest in having a a partner, a male partner with with high income to be a security blanket. Um, The catch-22 was that, uh, you know, talking about financial gain was kind of like a taboo in policy school. So it was really impossible for the women to know which men were ambitious uh, and sought, uh, shall we say, lucrative careers. Um, and for the few that they did, that did is kind of looked down upon to socialize with them. Because, like I said, talking about financial gains taboo in policy school. So this is a situation where what was deemed attractive and from dating sense uh, was kind of also a... Not easily revealable because of the social taboos, and B um, this socially unwelcome in other ways due to the web realities of policy school. Um, another trend I noticed is that a lot of women talked about their interest in effeminate looking men. So what was desired uh was brought many times was somebody who looked like Timothy Chalamet um, or had the characteristics of Chalamet. Um, this is a lot this is also a lot of times self-defeating because the catch point two was that although this was a spouse's interest the men who were identified as feminine looking a lot of times were considered too good to be true and that they possibly could not they could not possibly be interested in women and therefore they were deemed ineligible because there's doubts about their uh interest in straight women or women interested in sex, uh, cross gender relationship. Um, th- that was just a very unusual one where the thing that makes them attractive becomes a source of doubt of uh, their viability. Of course, there are other types of men in policy school and gen- generally, um, they're generally not really looked well upon. Um, from what I saw is that there was a lot of conversation about how policy was broadly a dominant woman's space and there was some concern about like what type of guy would go to policy s- school they must not be very ambitious or be okay being uh, not ma- having making money for the rest of his life or they probably could get to better school. I mean these are things that were talked about so what basically what the perception was that what uh, drove men to go to policy school or was perceived to drive men to go to policy school was essentially, uh, uh not for everyone, of course, but I hear a lot of times where just not things that are identified as attractive. So all right. Um now obviously um people did, as in any place where there's young people, have uh relationships. Um there were quite a few hookups and what I thought was interesting was that as for hookups, uh, for the most part, not always, but for the most part, the narrative that came out, and or at least the prevailing narrative, was that it was um, initiated by women. And, the, and it was also tied to, um, well, look, that's not unusual, but I mean, because 21st century, I'm hearing more and more about that. What was unusual is that a lot of times, you know, hooking up, uh, being in a relationship is a lot of times based off of fun, romance, or maybe even liking hooking up. Um, the narrative I heard was that the the women initiated a relationship and enjoyed wielding power over the men. Um, and a lot of times the hookups would be about um, being able to, shall we say, do. Uh, Have power over men who sometimes struggled to socialize or were not deemed that eligible, but they, uh, come from backgrounds that were either, uh, male dominated or, uh, had some level of a elite branding behind them, one way or another. And there's just the narrative is that there's a sense of winning over something that was just a little bit unusual for me. But okay, you sure. Don't. I will say uh, you know I, have de- I did hear about a few occasions of short-term dating on relatively equal terms between the man and woman. But you know, they all of them really flamed out um, because um, it, the, the things that with in my, in my policy school, uh, just as there was a lot of times with there's ambiguity around careers, there's ambiguity about direction of relationships. Um, and a lot of relationships died really quickly because of the aver- aversion towards identifying what the intentions of each person was. It was just really bizarre to see so many times like people I thought we were doing well on a dating uh, for like a few weeks or so. And then boom, neither of them could explain what their the way forward was was and it quickly fell apart um the last thing that i thought was interesting was athletic men were generally not viewed as attractive um so this is the stereotypical what's called the tom cruise look just the athletic clean cut guy at least tom cruise from top gun so to speak um and the, there were a few women that were interested in athletic men uh i knew a few But all of them um, looked outside grad school and (laughs) didn't look within. All right. Let's talk about the American men. Um, Yes, some American men did do casual hookups. uh, But that was, by and large, done outside grad school. Actually, almost always done outside grad school. Um, I think and this is me somewhat speculating, but I think it's a good position to say this, but I think it is because within school, if a, a men who hooked up or dated somebody would always be branded as so-and-so girl's guy. And it just got a little bit awkward because it just felt like it was a big gossip channel at a certain point. Like this guy was so-and-so girl's guy and, um, So forth. Just a little bit high schoolish. I think some of the guys who, more seriously in dating, just want to avoid that. Now, international students. Wow, that was interesting. But I will highlight that I can only coherently speak about uh, the Chinese international students and those Western democracies, as those were the only two groups that uh, I can I come to know about. um, That. has actually had a noticeable number of people that came unpartnered. I would say all the other international students groups I knew about, they either professed their, their study and didn't date or they had a significant other somewhere else or came with a significant other. So the Chinese are not students. Uh, so the women at least really liked well the women that is. The women liked athletic looking men. So like I said, the Tom Cruise look. And they would admire them from afar, but they would not date them. Um, they would actually only exclusively date from within their community. And by community, I mean fellow Chinese international students. What was interesting to me is that, um, in other grad programs, I hear stories about Chinese international students date, like the Korean international student, like, it wasn't common, but it happened. In my policy school, there was no cross national relationships. Um, uh, the Chinese international students exclusively dated each other. Um, what I thought was interesting about uh, the Chinese international students is that uh, there was an Excel sheet that they made that wrecked all the white American men from essentially hot to least hot and scoring them by desirable traits. I was not included in this Excel sheet because I'm a person of color and for whatever reason, I was not deemed eligible for what they... S- deemed viable for this hot or not hot uh list so what was really bizarre about this is that one of the the american guys uh, white american guys who was ranked on the higher end just happened to speak chinese and he actually tried to talk to chinese women uh just for fun nothing like for real to the best of my knowledge Um, And the Chinese woman would refuse to approach him, but kind of stare at him from afar and kind of admire him. It was a very strange thing. Um, I thought the Excel sheet was really bizarre because, honestly, like, if an American did it, that that person would get in trouble. But I think everyone just gave the Chinese students a bye. They were also younger, and, you know, honestly, they didn't know American culture that well. But that would definitely not be acceptable if an American man did it. Or American woman did it too. Um, so international things with Western democracies. I saw that a lot of them were trying to use, who were interested in dating, were trying to use that their form factor to attract women. And this included guys from Canada. And like some of them did succeed getting a few hookups from it. Just like, hey, I'm the international student. Ha ha. Um, so, that, yeah, that's something I saw. Um... What I will say, overall, there's very few successful long-term relationships. There is none in my class. There's two in the class below. I will say that the two successful long-term relationships, uh, from what I saw, were caring relationships. And I think they're probably relationships that will last the test of time. However, what was really bizarre for me was that um, neither day nor any other couple I really saw in policy school was a power couple dynamic. Uh, and people, people in law school always talk about power couples and sometimes true business school too. But from the outside looking in, um, a lot of the more serious relationships, however long or shortly it lasted, and the ones that did last always had, were asymmetric in the sense that like one person, uh, whether it be the guy or girl was always very distinctly more social, aggressive, ambitious than the other and then the other person was rather timid um so ultimately what i want to wrap away with is that like look you know everyone has these notions about policy school dominated by women must be great to date for men or and people policy school must be of a certain personality so that that uh might be desirable for a certain person to date but that was not true at my policy school Uh, in other policy schools there are probably some differences and I hope hope there's differences but I think uh, the key takeaway is that don't assume what dating situation is like just ask people more than one hopefully a few people to hear what what, what, like are some situations that come out of it or or prevailing culture and situations Um, and like I think I get it I think it's totally okay if you know, one of the benefits a person is looking for is to have a vibrant uh, dating life in graduate school. And other programs, law school, for example, med school, uh, I have, and business school too, I have heard stories about, you know, a fair amount of successful relationships coming out of that. Uh, But at least in my policy school, that wasn't the case. And there are just bizarre dynamics, as I highlighted. And I think it's important to know that going in. Um, I personally, uh, I wouldn't say I was looking for a dating experience in grad school. I was open to it. Um, but I quickly looked outside of my grad school once I saw what was going on. Um, but yeah, um, but it was still interesting to see what was going on. All right. Thank you. Hopefully this is helpful and helping you with your, uh, policy grad school Decisions and uh, int- and, uh, interesting questions or just want to know more about policy grad school.